0: church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring uplifting and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dr. Dennis Hall, and I'm delighted that you are listening to this podcast today. We're just a few days into uh, the new year, 2024. And I guess because we're, uh, uh, in the political season, people are talking about upcoming, uh, uh, primaries and political elections and other things. And so a lot of surveys are coming out and uh, I'd ask you, are you worried about the direction of this country? Well, I can tell you this, uh, all the surveys tell us that most of the American people are, are concerned or very concerned about the direction of the United States. I spoke to one of our listeners uh, this morning, anticipating this podcast and, I asked him that question. He said, I think you have to be mentally ill not to be concerned about the direction of our country, our nation. Now, Dr. Michael, uh, a Melton, a friend of mine from the faith for living center, published an outstanding article on new year's Eve regarding the status of America. His concerns go well beyond being worried about the direction of this country. He's concerned about the very continuation of Western civilization. And he claims that's not an overstatement. You know, he points out that our uh, situation is fraught with incredible danger, not only from external threats and the possibility of uh, interconnected global conflict, but also from heightened internal dangers. The dangers are exacerbated by an open uh, southern border, unwise economic policies, and um, just a whole host of things, including uh, unwise economic uh, policies and self-defeating energy policies. All of these things exist. And Dr. Milton, in his article, Sums it up by our situation is saying that uh, we're suffering from a a metastasized cancerous governmental intrusive dust that turns uh, uh, has turned Orwellian prophecies into a reality now threats on the horizon have the potential frankly to undermine the soul of this country, all three hundred and fifty million of us. We're being subjected to soul-searing fires flaring in the moral and spiritual realm of our existence. The secular age of today is marked by what Professor Charles uh, Charles Taylor calls ex-carnation, EX ex-carnation. During Christmas, we celebrated the incarnation, the coming of God, in the, flesh, in the flesh, through the birth of Jesus Christ. But in this period of ex we're witnessing a withdrawal or denying of God by men. You know, secular society views this as a liberation from the perceived constraints of God. And you know, we've watched this unfold through the will uh, for ignorance of evident truths such as the existence of two sexes, male and female, and the definition of a marriage as a biological, physical, and spiritual union between a man and woman, a concept that's existed for 6,000 years. Dr. Milton points out in his article that the moral degradation is not confined to issues like marriage or the right to life of the unborn. It extends to the dignity of worth, the rule of law, and a commitment to excellence in all things for the glory of God. You know, the removal of divine direction is sort of akin to a deep sa- a deep sea diver throwing off all of his oxygen equipment so he can swim and free uh, swim and explore more freely. In a word, excarnation, excarnation, the pulling away from God is suicidal. It's suicidal. You know, it's it's amazing to me to step back and look at what's happening in our country. You know, we are warned in Ephesians five, fifteen through seventeen, see that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, if our nation is bringing about an excarnation, uh, what are the primary characteristics of this secular direction? Over the last two years, I've been a participant in a prayer group praying for America an America that's caught up in this excarnation. You know, and this group often quoted a Bible verse from Second Chronicles seven fourteen that tells us, if my people who are called by my name will humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You know, the key word in this Bible verse that jumps out at me is if we will humble ourselves, God will heal our land. You know, the Scripture gives us some understanding of what humility is. Proverbs 22, 4 tells us that hum- uh, humility is fear of the Lord. <coughs> fear of the Lord insists of trusting God, following his will, and fearing the consequences of neglecting his commands for truth, love, work ethic, mercy, and much more. Humility is recognizing the magnificent power of God and the potential retribution that he will condemn on us if we do not aim our purposes toward righteousness. Proverbs 16, 18 warns us that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. The importance of humility is directly related to the deadly consequences of pride. Pride separates us from God. It prevents us from acknowledging the role of our Lord in everything we do. One way to think about this is that it's clear in the Bible that God opposes the proud. So if we've become a me first climate in America that it's reasonable to assume that God opposes us for what we are. The scripture teaches us if, if God be for us, who can be against us? well, God can't be for a group of people who lack humility and are full of arrogance. Now, these traits will eventually bring us under his fatherly discipline. We live in a society that has moved away from godly ways and has instilled a focus on the world's ways. In our culture, Humility is not seen as a positive trait. It's often seen as a weakness. And in many cases, humility is seen as a flaw that should be rooted out at all costs. I grew up in a time and in a neighborhood where humility was seen as a weakness. You were encouraged by those around you to be able to handle anything that came your way. and. And many of us embrace those kinds of ideals. You were encouraged to fear no one or anything. And it's these traits that seem to be admired in our society today. Not only does the scripture admonish us to be humble, but uh, contemporary studies have proven confidence and humility have giant roles and making you an effective person. Part of the reason that finding the right uh, blend of competence and confidence and humility uh, to be a challenging thing is that we don't know ourselves very well. For instance, studies have shown that 93% of us think that we are better than average drivers. Another study revealed that ninety-four percent of college professors uh, think that their teaching skills are better than average. Well, overall, you know, one of the conclusions you can draw from these studies is that the average person thinks he or she is better than average. Now, the Gulf of how good we are and how good we think we are can be huge. It can be huge. Overall women, this is interesting. Overall women tend to err toward humility and men tend tend to err toward overconfidence. In one study at uh, the Columbia Business School, it was found that men, on average, rate their performance to be 30% better than it actually is. Yes, we mean Or we're confident. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's all good. That's all good. But I am not among the proud and the boastful and arrogant. I came across an article uh, that laid out the warning signs about being arrogant and proud. So article as well. Do you work your accomplishments into the conversation on a regular basis? Uh, do you never focus on the things that you don't know or don't yet know? Uh, do you fail to recognize that you don't even have any real, uh, curiosity about the person or people you're interacting with? And, are you just motivated to enter into interactions primarily for reasons of self-interest? And what about this? Do you treat servers and drivers and other service personnel different than those you work with or those you socialize with? You know, when we think about that, we all might just scrunch our faces up a little bit and say, well, I might be suffering a little bit from pride. You know, there's been much written in business journals and books about servant leadership. But what seems to be left out of all of this is a humility that relies on God. I was once in a corporate position where young professionals, uh, almost all of them with master's degrees from some business school or school of public health, uh, even medical schools uh, would come to me and, and want to uh, ask me my advice about their career. In other words, it was career counseling, and oftentimes they were considering a move to another company or another corporation or another organization, or they were considering Accepting a a new and different position, and during those conversations, I would ask, "Have you prayed about this?" And in almost every case, it was obvious that they had not asked God to intervene in their career planning. I think it's the same for America. Uh, we as a people have stopped seeking God's guidance for plans for our nation. You know, humility is one of the most important virtues that Christian can possess. The quality of being humble and modest is essential to living a fulfilling Christian life. You know, the Bible teaches us that uh, our humility is the foundation of our relationship to God. And without it, you cannot truly connect with him or experience the fullness of his blessings. Humility is not a sign of weakness or a lack of uh, confidence. As I said earlier, it's an acknowledgement that we, that everything we have and all that we are comes from God. Now, Humility is the willingness to serve others rather than seeking to be served. God is asking us as Christians to make disciples of all nations. Um, It may be the most important thing that God directs us to do. And it's humility that allows us to build strong and healthy relationships with others that creates the opportunity for us to play a part in making disciples. Uh, Of others. It allows us to connect with God on a much deeper level. It draws us closer to him and allows us to experience the fullness of love and grace. Therefore, humility is the key to spiritual growth. It allows us to experience the fullness of his love and grace and to be teachable And to receive uh, and accept correction from others. So we might step back and say, well, that sounds great. Well, how do we cultivate humility? Well, first, prayer is essential on an individual basis and as a nation. We should regularly be asking God to reveal his direction for our plans. Biblical teaching and the Judeo-Christian principles found in Scripture should guide our nation and us individually in the plans for our future. It's a key, critical thing. Now, and third, I I just have to add this and say, you know, power and money and possessions that seem to drive so much decision making can never be a part. Of humbling ourselves before God, I'm convinced that the American spirit, uh, that was shaped by those who came before us, like the Pilgrims of New England and the missionary-minded settlers of Jamestown, you know the uh, Judeo-Christian principles that existed in the founding of this nation have often led us during difficult times to turn to God and experience a large-scale spiritual renewal. This great awakening before the Meso- uh, uh, the American Revolutionary War and and during the Civil War are prime examples. You know, we're, we fostered a renewed nation just when we needed it. So, in 2024, the spiritual seeds of our forebears still exist, and we have the opportunity to drink from these deep wells of faith that were dug by our forefathers. Parents and teachers can train up a, a generation in scripture, and including the reading of great books and the study of great ideas that. Created a civilization that has brought blessings to people in every station of life. Now, I'm well aware that there is a culture in our secondary schools and universities that's uh, teaching ideas that are counter to biblical humility. Christians are simply going to have to take on the task of educating future generations because, in our society, largely. Judeo-Christian principles are opposed by mainstream educational institutions. The internet and technology is often a pipeline of depraved, noxious ideas. Horrible things exist on the internet, but it can bring us. This technology can bring us new things. It can be deployed to great uh, bring the great books. To every class and every homeschool, you know. In addition to uh, exposing future generations to people like Melton and John Locke and the Samuel Rutherford and Flannery O'Connor, Walker Percy, and John Steinbeck and Jonathan Edwards, we should make sure that the young people also are exposed to the life and writings. But people like Churchill and Reagan and and Thatcher, and Billy Graham and Francis Schaeffer, Pope John Paul II. Intellectually, our country's in trouble if the young generations are not exposed to the ideas of these great men and women. There's danger lurking all around us but there's also a magnificent legacy of truth that can bring liberty to us and our nation. Now, this is the freedom that Jesus spoke of when he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. In John eight thirty two. The truth. You know, as we begin to wind down this podcast, let me share some thoughts with you. You know our secular excarnate excarnate society tells us many lies. Society tells us that our experience and our opinion is what should set the rules for our life, and there there is a God. He or she leaves it up to us to make our own choices. Society tells us that we can express our individuality uh, b- by wearing skin-tight, spandex type clothing that reveals all the contours of a young woman's body and young men wearing pants down around their thighs. Humor in this secular, incarnate society has become vulgar, sarcastic put-downs. And we're told that religion should stay out of politics and social issues. As this presidential race begins to heat up, there's lots of discussions about economics. Wouldn't it be nice that in a uh, State of the Union address to hear a president say something like, our economy is strong, but morally, we are in tough shape. Society tells us that there's nothing wrong with sexual relationships outside of marriage that might include homosexual relationships and, and transgender uh, relationships. Our secular society is trying to tell us that a person's gender can be changed, even though the DNA designed by God cannot be altered. So Society tells us that there's, that there's nothing wrong with killing a baby in the womb. We're told that any objection to Uh, Crudeness is just puritanical and, um, you know, some kind of uh, relic of a a bygone era. Manners are out the window. Society tells us that the notion of a woman accepting the headship of a man in a family or devoting herself to her children above her own interest is a throwback to oppressive days. And we recently uh, witnessed a Supreme Court nominee unable to define a woman. Now, we could go on and on and on about the lies that this secular, ex-carnate society has embraced and is teaching future generations. I'm delighted you're listening to me today. And as I begin to close, let me just simply say to you that my prayer for you is that you will have an unwavering biblical humility without compromising any of your confidence and that God will help you see all of life, including our clothes, our humor, our entertainment, our vocation, our relationships, our politics and all the rest that you will see these things through the eyes of God Christians can change the direction of this country may you be a part of that God bless you in 2024